What's up, guys? It's the latest episode of the BTG Podcast. I'm here with the Holo Talk uh, host. Jetpack, Nick. All right. And uh, we have some pretty cool basketball stuff to talk about today. Um, so the NBA draft is taking place tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be pretty exciting um, to see these guys' dreams probably come true. Um, like I said, this is probably – it's going to be a little bit different because of COVID, you know, how they've been doing all the drafts and you have to see it on TV. But even with the thing on TV, it's actually really exciting because they have, you know, the camera set up in the people's house. So you're actually trying to get to see the natural uh, celebration when that person is called, you know what I'm saying, um, when their name is, hey, so-and-so has been uh, selected or whatever, whatever. Um, now, as far as the picks, we're hearing a lot of stuff about LaMelo Ball going number one. They're saying that yeah. he's somebody that would be number one in the draft. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I recently read something today that was saying um, LaMelo Ball, he, he's good, but can he be humble? I had an issue with that because, you know, I don't I don't like it when people try to tell athletes, anybody, a rapper, anybody, be humble. You know what I'm saying? Because That's I feel like when I play basketball, let me just be honest with my experience with playing basketball. You know, you have to have that type of mentality when you're going up against these people. If you can't think that you're the, like, you know, that you're what, the the best or have that mentality, like, you know, I, I got it and I'm, you know, whatever, whatever on the court. And it's, it's a way to do it off the court, too. But it's like when you're a basketball player and you, you live, like, that's what you live, eat, like, that's all you do is play basketball. It's kind of hard to come out of that element. And the whole trying to tell an athlete to be humble after he's worked so hard to get to this this um, this place in his life, being a potential top ten pick in the NBA draft, that's corny to me. Um, I'm not too sure who said it, but I, I just felt like I just and it was a GM who said it. I, I I recall it was a GM that said that. But it's just like if he's good enough to play and he can ball, give him that opportunity. We don't tell players like Cam Newton to not not be cocky. People like when Cam Newton is cocky. I mean, there are certain players where, you know, you have to have that kind of mentality. LeBron James, he plays the best and he's playing cocky. Like, I mean, same with Seth Curry. I think he played, he played best on the court when, he, when he's cocky. You know, like, there are players that are like that. You can't tell an athlete that you got to be humble. That sounds crazy. Now, I, I feel like we have never we, – we've seen a lot of cocky uh, athletes, but – when it comes down to, you know, when it comes down to actually outside of basketball, most of these guys are really, you know, laid back and not they don't really do a whole lot. Now, you do have some other ones that do a lot. But I'm just saying, I didn't really like that uh, comment from whatever GM said it. Uh, I don't recall the name, but I know a GM did say that, and it was on SportsCenter. So I kind of thought that was a little bit, uh, I don't know, it was a little bit weird. <laughs> Uh, of yeah. course, it's weird. I mean, like, it, and you you brought up Cam Newton, and you know, uh, us as fans liking what he does. Like when when he was you know dabbing on everybody back in 2015, there was a lot of people that also had a problem with it too. And for yep. some reason, a lot of these people have issues with athletes who are expressive. Like in the NFL, they had a problem when Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson was celebrating in the end zone. They got a problem. With you know LeBron James, you know thumping his chest and you know doing doing this little celebration they did when he made the shot against Golden State, the game winner. Like you know, people just got a problem with athletes expressing themselves, but they want them to you know still have personality and character, or they have a problem when they say no comment 
you know, in, a, in an interview. Like, it's, it's just really weird. Like, you, you do you want to have personality and express themselves right. or not? Right. It's, it's disgusting because, you know, I just, I just think it has a lot to do with these. A lot of these GMs, I hate to say it, are, are usually white men. So, you of course. Know, um, you know, that, again, is <laughs> just keep it all the way 100. I think a lot of a lot of those guys that are in those positions have an issue with a lot of these, you know, these uh, athletes who get all this money and, you know, they, they, they have a cocky, they have cocky mentality. A lot of those GMs don't like that. So I think that's where that whole, that whole comment came from, you know, oh, LaMelo Ball, I'll draft him. He's good, but he needs to be humble. He don't have to be humble. <laughs> what you mean? As long as he's giving your team wins. He don't got to do nothing. He just got to go out there, lace his shoes up, and be with the ball. That's all he do. He don't have to be humble or anything. So I just feel like that comment comes from, comes, comes from a crazy, like, you know, that little, that mentality that these GMs have. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they won't say it about a guy like Peyton Manning. You don't hear, you don't hear these people saying anything about Aaron Rodgers when he's always taking off his belt when he gets a touchdown. You know, yeah. he does that little celebration. You know, nobody says this stuff about any of these white dudes. Even, any, even with Johnny Manziel, Used to do the uh, the money the money thing with his hands a while mm-hmm. ago. They didn't say anything about that stuff. But when a black quarterback, anybody, black basketball player that's 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 like you know big, or oh, they have an issue with it. it it's a problem. And I don't like that. I think that's not that's not okay. Um, so back onto the NBA draft. So Lamelo Ball holds to be the number one draft pick. Um, that's what that's what's being said. We don't know if that's going to happen, but you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. With the, what the GM said, I would be highly surprised if he is number one. I do think he'll be top five, but I don't know if he'll be. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, he definitely think, be top yeah, five. And I think top five for him is good enough, you know, because from what everybody's saying, they're saying he's going to be better than than, than, uh, than um, Lonzo. So yeah. that's the case. This, this guy's this guy about to be a baller, and I'm, I'm ready to see it. Um, so also, uh, James Wiseman. He's supposed to um, the the Warriors are supposed to be drafting him. They that the Warriors are supposed to be the team that are that are picking picking him up with the number two pick. Um, that that'll be really good for their team. Um, I think getting him, you've got a good nineteen year old, um, seven foot player on the inside that you can mold and make what you want, like what you what kind of what they want him to be. In the inside, because I feel like this Warriors team is going to be so good. Everybody's sleeping on them. Nobody's really talking about the Warriors right now because everybody's trying to make their moves. You know what I'm saying? But you got to remember, when everybody went down, they had players that were popping up. You know, like that that rookie, I forgot his name, who who, who was just uh, picked to the all-rookie first team. Um, He plays with the Warriors. He reminds me of Draymond. He plays like Draymond Green. Like, you got you got. Damn, I I can't can't think of his name either. Name either, but I I know who it is. Um, but he he was a blossom for them, and he was like a a pretty big spot in their offense. So you have a guy like you have a guy like him. You have Draymond. You have Wiseman. You have Seth coming back. Clay, Andrew Wiggins. Um, and who knows? They could add more people to their roster. But all I'm saying is they're sleeping on this Warriors team. I'm really excited to see Wiseman playing uh, playing with the Warriors. I think this is going to be really a really good pick for them. Um, and, and like I said, I, I would be highly surprised they pick LaMelo Ball. I don't like that pick of them, to be honest. But, you know, you never know what will happen on our draft day. Um, Cole Anthony, he dropped in the, in the draft, um, which is really surprising due to his injury. Um, but he's a really good player. I actually see him play in high school. 
Um, I, I went to when I went to the Nike Invitational. Uh, he he was playing and he he was really good. I thought he was he was pretty good. Um, maybe didn't live up to the, to what I you know everybody was was saying you know all this everybody was saying about him, but he was still pretty good. Uh, he they were planning against Wendell Wendell Moore if you haven't heard of any plays for Duke. Um, they were going up against each other, but um, I, I definitely think that Cole Anthony is going to be a pretty hot draft pick. Um, he just got to stay healthy. That's the main thing for him. You know, he, he went to went to University of North Carolina, which is, you know, my college uh, basketball team. That's my favorite college basketball team. And uh, it, it, it was pretty rough seeing him, you know, sitting on sidelines for almost the whole season. You know, he, he was one of the, you know, uh, highly touted high school players, uh, you know, going into that college season. And, you know, injuries just – wasn't kind to him. He he found himself hurt a lot, and I think that's why his stock has dropped a lot in the NBA draft. But like you said, he's a really really good player, and if he lands in the right spot, you know he could turn out to have a really good NBA career. Yeah, he's he's definitely gonna um he's he's definitely gonna have a pretty good career, I think, because I feel like he he's motivated. I think motivation just you know you could tell by the way that he plays. He like he's somebody if he's not up to par he'll work his he'll work his way up to being uh what he needs to be and uh that's what I like most about Cole Anthony is that he's dedicated and uh I think dedicated athletes usually you know and if anything does happen you know you never know because you know injuries do happen stuff like that but hey we'll see what uh we'll see where it's drafted uh tomorrow um who is your uh what are your thoughts on this draft and who is your biggest pick I think that this draft is is pretty pretty good. Uh, I I want to I don't really want to say it's, it's top heavy, but I, I think there's a lot of players in this draft that go you know within the late lottery fifteen sixteen and further down in the late first round, early second round that could be really really good players. Um, but my top pick I would have to roll with Lamelo Ball. Reason being is because I think that he has the highest upside, being a six-eight point guard that can shoot, stretch the floor, uh, play make to a high ability, mm-hmm. rebound, you know, pretty well. Like I think that if he lands in the right spot with the right coach that allows him to do what he does, and mm-hmm. you know allows him room to grow and mess up a little bit, but you know just grow into being the basketball player that he could be. I think that he'll turn into a superstar. And he's he he's one of the ones where it's just like you don't know like he like he's either gonna you know be really really good or he's gonna fizzle out. But I think that his upside is too 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 bright to just fizzle out and you know become obsolete. I think that he'd be within the next you know four or five years or maybe a surprise us and you know be one of the best guards within the next two years, two or three years. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm happy with you on that. Uh, I think that um. I think there's going to be a ticket draft. Uh, that's, that's probably all I got to say about you know most of the uh, the picks. I, I like Patrick Williams as well. Um, solid NC, uh, my hometown, and um, he's pretty good. He's 19 years old. Uh, he's projected to go pretty high, top five, I believe. Uh, he's a small four, six eight. Um, as the upside, I mean, I don't see. You know, I don't I don't know what team he's gonna land land with, but I know he's gonna be picked high, so that's pretty exciting in itself. Just to be picked high in the in the NBA draft. Uh, but 
we'll see. We'll have to see where where these guys land. But all I know is I'm I'm ready to just see everybody's uh, excitement tomorrow. That's usually what I'm I'm mostly excited about uh, watching these drafts, especially the visual uh, the the visual drafts that we've been having to see. Right. Um, outside of any of these players, um, let's get on to the, uh, the, the, the real NBA trade deadline talks. Let's get into it. CP3 is now with his son. Um, now my first thought on, on, on him, you know, being, being traded to the Suns is why, you know? I think that. I, hmm. no. I, I mean, me personally, I think that that was a great move on Phoenix's part. Uh, that that automatically put them in playoff contention now, uh, pairing him in the backcourt with Devin Booker, you know, uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and also having DeAndre Ayton and a few other young guys on that roster. Um, also being coached by Mike Williams, I think that that team is primed for a playoff run. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that they'll make the Western Cup finals or, you know, NBA championship or win or anything, but I think that having Chris Paul on the floor with Devin Booker and the rest of those guys and then that locker room and then that organization only elevates them. Now, of course, you wanted to see him go to a Milwaukee or one of the L.A. teams for a chance for him to win the title, but um, and maybe maybe that's not what's important to Chris Paul right now. Maybe, you know, he, he just wants to elevate a young team like the Phoenix Suns to play off contention and bring best out of them. You know, hopefully we'll see him do that like he did with OKC. The issue that I have with this um, particular trade, um, you know, I, I think he's happy because he's no longer in OKC. But the issue that I have with this is that why? Why go to a team that you know – and let's be real and be honest about it. This team is not going they're, – they're going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to be able to contend for a championship. I'm looking at CP3, who is, you know, what, 34, 35? He's really mm-hmm. – he's sitting up there. He has only maybe three years left in his, uh, you know – and I, I thought him saying OKC okay, would have been perfect. I'm just being honest. I think him saying OKC okay, would have been fine. They could have just traded and got another player. You guys went all the way – that, you know, they went so uh, far in the playoffs. Why would you go and, and just leave that when you could have just stayed there? And, you know, my thing is, if you're going to up and leave and keep leaving some teams, how about going to teams that, you know, really already close to getting a championship? You're just that missing piece they need. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Him going to a team like the Bucks would have been way more um, impressive. That's just me, though, because I feel like when you're somebody who has only three years left, he, he has only maybe three years left in his, like, like period, in his career. Chris Paul does not have a very long time to keep playing. He's about like LeBron. These guys are getting older, you know what I'm saying? They eventually are going to retire from the league. I don't think this was a good move for him. It might be the best move for the Phoenix Suns. All right, yeah, we got a, we got a point guard that, you know, is going to help, you know, Devin. But let's be real. They're not going to be able to contend against anybody. Seriously, they're not going to be able to get to the championship. It's basically my point. And I feel like if, if, if I'm Chris Paul and I'm a veteran and I've been in the league for so many years and haven't ever got – Chris, has Chris Paul ever got to an NBA Finals? I don't no. think he has. All right, so he's never got to an NBA Finals. Why don't you try to get to a team like the Lakers? Why don't you try to get to a team like the Bucks? Why don't you try to even get to a team – I mean – Sheesh, he could have went to Miami. I mean, he could have went to any other team. I mean, for the littlest little amount of money, 
if he wants to win a championship. Sometimes you start realizing that a lot of these players don't give a crap about a championship. They really just want their money. I don't know. I don't know how much he signed for. Let me let me go see how much he how much Chris Paul signed for. I'm not sure how much he signed. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he resigned uh, an extension or anything. I think it was just a straight up trade for right now. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not too big on it, and I'm sorry. I know everybody's like everybody's saying, "Oh yeah, yeah." No, I just don't think that that's. I just don't think it's a smart move. And and they can make the playoffs all they want, but it's just like when you're Chris Paul and you have your years running down at 35 years old, um, and he's turning 36 in May. Um, this guy should have went to a team that he knows is very very close to winning a championship. The Suns. I, I agree. Suns barely. And this is real. I'm I'm being real and honest. The Suns barely made the playoffs. I mean, you're gonna have to be working overtime for this team. Because who knows if they're how far they're gonna get? You gotta remember there are gonna be teams that are gonna be back in contention next year. Um, there are a lot of teams that are gonna be, you know, and you got these teams like Brooklyn who are trying to add uh, people like Harden and stuff like that. I mean, Chris Paul, I don't think that move is the best move for him. I honestly feel like he should have stayed in OKC if he was gonna do that. I don't know <laughs> if he wanted him to stay there though, so that's the issue. Um. I, I'm just that's my opinion on it. I, I'm not saying that, you know, I feel like he's an NBA player. He can make his own decisions. That's his That's his right. But you think that an NBA player would want to at least get to an NBA final or get a championship. That's all I'm saying. No, I, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I agree with you, though. I, I definitely I, agree with you do it on with, that. going to do it with the Phoenix Suns. That's just, that's just me. I don't, no, I, don't think I, mean, I, don't, I don't think nobody expects him to, to, you know, win a championship with Phoenix, but in the grand in the grand scheme of things though, in, in all honesty, the trade was a great trade for both of the teams. Now, for Chris Paul as an individual and for his career, like of course you would want him yeah. to go to to a, a Milwaukee or, or one of the LA teams or a, a Miami or wherever else, you know, that's that's competing. But for the you know, for the sake of the Phoenix Suns, he makes them immensely better. He he adds ten, fifteen, twenty wins to, to what they already had. He he puts them in a in a top five, you know, top four seed in the West at at the most, and that's their ceiling. You know, make it to a Western Conference semifinals, or even surprise somebody, make it to a Western Conference finals. And on the other end, OKC they acquire a, a boatload of draft picks. So OKC, along with New Orleans, who got a, a boatload of draft picks, are set for the future. So I think that that particular trade for the teams itself, they they had a, a tremendous trade on both ends. Phoenix becomes better, and OKC sets himself up uh, in a better situation for the future. Well, you know, for the future, that's the problem, though. It's he doesn't have all he doesn't have years left. He he literally has maybe two, three good years left in, of, of his of his NBA career. And I I don't I'm not too big on the move. I think he could have waited it out, um, saw what what his options were, but. You know, again, he's already made the decision. It's already done. So, you know, I don't, you know, can't go back on it. The deadline is on Friday. Um, now, with him out of OKC, could we see a reunion, like, you know, Russell Westbrook reuniting with OKC? I think if I'm him. It's possible. I'm looking at OKC and I'm saying, hey, let me go back. I would go back. Why not? I feel like Russell Westbrook thought that he ha- he could have had something good with, with the Rockets, and he probably realized it's a bunch of turmoil. They got a whole lot of stuff going on over there. Um, you know, just the, the, the first off, the, the whole management is a mess. 
Um, I don't think, like, you know, with the whole situation that happened with um, uh, the, the, the GM, that Bill Morey, um, him leaving, you know, I, I just, personally, my opinion, I just think Russell Westwood probably feels like he could have stayed in OKC for that. You know what I'm saying? You could have stayed in OKC and just played in OKC and had had somebody else come to OKC to help you. Paul George and Russell Westwood really messed up something good. I don't think Paul George likes playing in Los Angeles with uh, Kawhi, and I don't think Kawhi likes playing with him. And I'm honestly surprised if he's still going to be there once this season starts. I'm going to be honest. Um, I, I just, I mean, there, there are moves to be made. We'll know by Friday who's going to move over, but they're saying Russell Westbrook will, will potentially be in uh, Charlotte. So, you know, I, I don't know about that. Um, if it does happen, it happens, but I don't know. I think Russell, you know, he, I don't know. I really don't know what, I don't know what Russell Westwood is going to do at this point. I mean, I would, I would say Russell Westbrook needs to be in the situation like he was in OKC when KD first left. He had the team to himself. You know, he can kind of run the show and, you know, do what he does. Now, from what I've been seeing and hearing, the only two teams that had trade interest, you know, for Russell Westbrook is Charlotte, like you said, and also the New York Knicks. Now, either one of those situations can go and, again, like Chris Paul, make those teams immensely better. Now, not they won't be championship contenders, of course. Like they definitely won't, you know, come out of the East or anything like that. But he he he, he makes them better. He, you know, adds wins to, to their record. He you know, bring brings a uh, a different feel to the organization. You know, a breath of fresh air for for both of those places, especially New York and or, or Knicks, I should say, because you know they're good with Brooklyn. But you know, bringing uh, some excitement to the Knicks for the first time in God knows how long. You know, it, I think Russell Westbrook needs to be in a situation like that where he's the you know the, the man. You know, he he's running the show and he can't do that in Houston. You know, him and Harden are planning on leaving. Um, I'll see OKC trading for him. Uh, so him going to Charlotte or New York is his only two options. And either one, I'm be sure he'll, you know, go back to the old Russell Westbrook, averaging triple-doubles or damn near averaging triple-doubles, and, mm-hmm. you know, being one of those high-impact players. Now, I will say in Russell Westbrook's defense that I think he does get a bad rap from a lot of media members and just fans in general. Like, you know, he – what did he, what did he average? Twenty seven, eight and eight last year, and we looking at Russell Westbrook like he has some trade value. Like that's a little crazy to me. So you know, Russell Westbrook is still a, a, a highly capable player. I don't know if he's a championship caliber player, but he's definitely, you know, still one of those fringe MVP caliber players and definitely an All Star. So I think Russell Westbrook should be getting a little more respect than he's getting. Um, I think he calls it on himself low key. You know, I think. But the good thing about Russell Westbrook is you never hear anything about him outside of basketball. He's actually a really That's good a outside of basketball. But, you know, his image comes from what he's put out there. You know, all those years of, you know, being, oh, next question. Um, you know, just all the extra stuff that he would do. That's on him. You know, nobody, it is what it is. He did that. Um, now, as far as him outside of basketball, he's a great guy, it seems like. Um, I don't know him. From you know, I don't know from anything. I just watch him play basketball on TV like you guys. Um, you know, all I'm saying is that you know I'm not too sure what what his career holds. I don't know, you know, what's gonna happen with Russell Westbrook if he stays with the Rockets or whatever. 
Um, it is what it is. The season starts December 22nd. The deadline is um, November 20th. Um, so it, it, something's going to have to happen. Um, now, James Harden is the big talk of, of this whole trade deadline. Thing. Um, he wants to leave. He doesn't want to be playing with the Rockets anymore. Turn down a 50 mil contract. <laughs> How much he turned down? Yes, he did. So you know that it's pretty. You know, you know it's pretty bad when a when a player turns down that much. He doesn't even. He doesn't even want to be there anymore. They I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I hope he goes to Brooklyn. Like <laughs> I'm just gonna say. <laughs> I hope he goes to Brooklyn. You know, and people make the jokes. Uh, oh, you need two basketballs or three basketballs for it to work. You know, I, we we don't listen to those people. You give me Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant on the team. I I like that team to beat whoever else you like. I hope he goes to Brooklyn for sure. Yeah. Well, um, they say that him wanting to leave has a lot to do with the owner. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um. Hey, you get what you get. <laughs> the Trump support. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I why do does that? Who does that? I mean, and my thing is, this is why people keep their support of these politicians out of the out of the conversation. How did he even get out there letting people know that he's supporting Trump? That's a bad look when you got a NBA team full of black men on their team that you know are it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just so crazy with what some of these owners are okay with doing. And this is why he's losing his best player. Um I don't think James Harden is gonna be playing with the Rockets. No I, I think he's I think he's gonna leave. I think he really wants to leave. He has his mind set up on playing with Brooklyn and if this is able to go through, he's gonna leave. Um that and even if he doesn't leave this season, he will be gone next season. He's, he doesn't want to stay there. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's, he's 31 years old. Um, he still has a lot of basketball left. Make your move and uh, do what you got to do. I mean, this is something, this is a big, this is something big for his career. You know what I'm saying? Um, at the end of the day, all I'm going to say is that if he, if they do go to Brooklyn, that'll be a, that'll be a pretty big move, uh, pretty big move to see them all together. But, um do I think that do, do I think this that's going to really happen? I don't think so. But you know, it's good to it's good to think and <laughs> we hope hope that that happens. Um, no, I don't think that's going to happen. No, I think if anything, uh, he's just going to end up going to another team. Um, I think they said Philly was a team that he wanted to go to as well. Yeah, those are the top six: Brooklyn I, and Philly. I don't see him playing in Philly. I, I don't see him playing with Brooklyn. Um, I think it's too. You know, they already have Kyrie. Unless they trade Kyrie or something like that. I don't see him uh, in Brooklyn. But uh, let's see. We never know. Uh, Thursday is the trade deadline. Uh, we will know by Friday. I mean, no. Yeah, Friday is the trade deadline. We will know by Friday um, if he's going to be playing with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, like I said, we will have to see. And the trade deadline ends at, I think, 3 p.m. Yeah, it does. Is at three PM on a Friday. So uh Welcome to Brooklyn, Harris. <laughs> yeah. I gotta speak it into existence. Like, you know, bro Brooklyn does that's my that's my East Coast team, you know, like my Western Conference team, the Lakers, you know, Brooklyn my East Coast team. So, you know, I got I got I gotta support my squad, man. You know. Come on, Harris, welcome to Brooklyn, baby. Yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty big. Um, um, I like I said, I don't think that's gonna happen, but we will see. Like we we will definitely see. I I I would I would 
think that the Lakers were trying to get rid of Kyle Kuzma. They've had him for such a long time. He has not done anything for their team. That's just my personal opinion. Um, and I, I really feel like he's somebody that's like a rotten – he's like a rotten part of their team. Like, I feel like he needs to not even be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too much of a fan of Kuzma, but I, I don't I don't bash Kuzma as much as everybody else does. Now I don't I don't even know where that came from. That's to be quite honest, it's just being real. He's not he hasn't been a really he hasn't been a really big help to their team. If you pay attention to a lot of the games, he just hasn't. And I know LeBron James did not. They could have kept Lonzo for that. They really could of course. If that was it. at least Lonzo would have been a, a a point guard that would facilitate. Kyle Kuzma, I don't know what he does. I don't know what he does. And I like, I'm serious. I just don't think he should. I don't think he should be on that team. If they want, if they want to level up, elevate their roster, they they would let him go and sign somebody that can actually specialize in doing something, whether it's defense, whether yeah. it's threes, uh, getting rebounds, whatever it is. They getting Kyle Kuzma out of there should be a number one priority for them. You know, if they want to, if they want to repeat. That's all I'm saying. All right. So, is there anything else that you want to say to end this podcast? Or um, no. Nah, like I, I think I think we pretty much covered you know mo- most of the uh, most of the moves. Uh, you know, Drew Holiday going to uh, Milwaukee. We we didn't really touch on that, but you know he's he's in Milwaukee now. You know, shout out to them. But other than that, nah, I'm good. I just want to do my drops. You know, Kobe the goat, always and forever. Mm-hmm. Um, go check out the new episode of the Howl Talk podcast. Just dropped. Uh, probably an hour ago, you know, get that out wherever you could listen mm-hmm. to podcasts. And a thank you to all of the supporters that listened to me and Ayana on the BCG podcast, as well as my supporters for the Hotel podcast. I want to thank you all and thank you, Ayana, for allowing me to do this with you on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the BCG podcast. Uh, like I said, we will be back some more uh, to talk a little bit more content. Uh, about music, sports, whatever's going down, you know, we'll we'll be catching up on that. Uh, also, um, like I said, we're super excited about the uh, the the draft tomorrow, so uh, we will definitely be tuned in. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Continue to stream the uh, episodes on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, SoundCloud if you had it. Uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Thanks. All right. Get back for calling. Of course, please.